Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, I have a question for you. Hit me. I watched the Grammys on Sunday. I didn't watch the Grammys on Sunday. I watched some of the Grammys on Sunday. Okay. I watched some of the Grammys from Sunday on Tuesday. This is not a great start. When will it be my turn to dance in a Sia video? Oh, well, honey, I I didn't know you wanted to dance in a Sia video. Of course I do. Kristen Wiig got to... Um, Shia, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf got to that little girl gets to be in like everyone and I just want to know when is it my turn to be in a Sia video Sid well I'm um, I don't yeah, okay I figure you're either gonna have to be friends with Sia check, right check, or check. So you're, you're already friends with Sia well I bought her first album I don't know that that counts I'm a lot of us did yeah I did too fair but okay or maybe you could audition I don't audition. Have you seen me move? I don't audition. You could be on what? What is sh- the little girl was on Dance Moms? Is that the yeah, show she's I from? I can get on Dance Moms. That's a possibility. If it's you get avenue. on Dance Moms, that's that. That's an in. Either that, or are you friends with Shia LaBeouf? I am not. That is a shame. I am bitter enemies with Shia, Shia LaBeouf. You are. I cut him off in traffic once. It's a long story. That Sydney, bumps me out. I loved Even Stevens. Everybody just wants to dance. You know, everybody's just looking for their shot. And for a lot of people, it's in a Sia music video. Well, that that's true, Justin. Few people, I think, get a chance to dance in a Sia video, but a lot of people do love to dance. Mm-hmm. So many people, sometimes, that it's even considered like an illness. Well, how do you mean? Well, there have been dancing plagues. Like um, Boogie Fever? Uh, not, well... Sure, you could call it boogie fever. Why not? Okay. There's been there have been outbreaks of boogie fever throughout the years. Okay, I like that. So do you, do you want to hear some more about yes. boogie fever? Tell me all about boogie fever. So the real thing, the real boogie. The fever. real, the real, the not dark, the the dark side of book lurking beneath the surface of boogie fever lies a dark truth. Here with that story, Sydney McElroy. What is this? What am I on Dateline or? Welcome to Dateline. I don't think that's the intro. The to man of her dreams became the man of her nightmares. Now we're on Lifetime. <laughs> yeah, on Lifetime she kills him. In the end, there we go. That's way Lifetime. Okay, no, now. nobody's gonna get well. Nobody's gonna get murdered anyway. We're gonna okay. talk about the Dancing Plague of fifteen eighteen. Okay, and then Dancing Plagues in general. 
you know, because it's such a rich vein, Dancing mm-hmm. Plagues. I want to thank a couple people, Alexander and Ryan, who both suggested this topic. Um, and I'm glad you did, because I had not heard of the Dancing Plague. And now that I know about it, I my life is better. Hit me. So, 1518 was a rough year in Strasbourg, France. It was just, things had been hard. There had been famine, uh, diseases were running rampant, um, leprosy and the plague were still, you know, a big problem as they were throughout most of history. But only recently, syphilis had kind of joined the crew. So all these people were getting this horrible thing that they didn't know at the time was syphilis and dying. And uh, there was a, a horrible economic depression. Bread prices were the highest they had been in years. Uh, basically, it kind of sucked to live there. So what happened next seems like kind of a nice thing. This seems like a, I don't know, like a chicken soup for the soul story at first. In July of that year, a woman, uh, Frau Trofu, stepped out into the streets of Strasbourg, France, and started dancing. Okay. Just go, just love dancing. That. Now Cutting foot loose. <laughs> just go, going crazy right there in the stone streets, I'm assuming. I'm trying to paint a picture. I'm assuming it's it's like stone. We didn't have like paved streets. Yeah, this is a good picture. <laughs> I can really visualize something sort of like stone. <laughs> oh man, it's like I'm there. So she's dancing. She's going crazy. Now, it should be noted, she didn't look particularly happy about it. She didn't look like she was just, you know, feeling the rhythm. She was just dancing because she had no other choice. She, ha- she just couldn't stop. She kept on going and a weird thing happened. By the end of the week... About 30 more people had joined in. Okay. In her, in Frau's dance party. All right. This continued, and by the end of the month, 400 people were dancing in the streets. See, this was... Dancing in the streets. This uh, this is the problem with early flash mobs. They took too long to start. (laughs) You can't ramp up your flash mob that slowly. It has to be like, oh, is the waiter dancing? He is. Is those those people getting off the subway? Are they dancing? They are like boom, 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 boom. Roll it up. One Bruno Mars song later, you got yourself a flash mob going. You can't take a month to get a flash mob up and run it. And then, but the, I will say that what they lacked in, I don't know, momentum, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they made up for in just sheer tenacity. They danced day and night. Mm-hmm. They did not stop, um, which is bad, as you can imagine. Right. You know, um, I know that that's a horrible thing to say that dancing is bad because it's so wonderful. But they begin dropping dead from exhaustion, dehydration. Uh, people who weren't in, in great shape started having heart attacks and strokes. And heck, by the end of a month, even if you were in great stri- great shape, you may have a heart attack or stroke from right. dancing yeah. nonstop. And it's July. Ugh, in so France. it's hot. In France, what does that mean? France, July in France with those streets that may or may not be stone. Can you imagine? (laughs) I don't know. Is it particularly hot in France in July? Who knows? I'm trying to paint a word picture. I think so. I think that it's a temperate climate, right? Oh my god, what could be less (laughs) interesting to talk about? (laughs) Anyway, so city authorities got concerned because many of their citizens were dancing and nobody could stop them. People tried to talk them out of it, but they seemed to be like in a trance, like nobody would answer questions. They just kept dancing and more people were dancing. So they started getting anybody involved they thought could help. They got doctors, they got priests. They were looking for what is this? Uh, They started with the, of course, the 
you know, most common culprits, the supernatural. Right. A curse. (laughs) Well, okay, listen. Usually, I think we give people a hard time for thinking there's something supernatural. This is pretty weird. Like, if I didn't know, I mean, I'm right now I'm thinking, like, maybe a curse. This does sound curse-esque. And I'm in 2015. And people thought that. There was a a St. Vitus is the saint of epilepsy. I don't know if we mentioned that in the epilepsy episode. I think so. And some people thought it was a curse from St. Vitus. Um, Because they were kind of moving against their will. And so Mm -hmm. that was seen as akin to epilepsy. Um, They thought about, is it something from the planets? Is it something astrological? Jupiter in alignment. Is the moon causing us to do this? Mm -hmm. They decided not, not that. I think because it lasted a month, so whatever was causing it, you know, it, it was continuing. And finally, the best that the doctors came up with was, I think it's hot blood. I think they got hot blood. Hot blood, blood. yeah. <laughs> they, uh, I, I think they, it might be hot blood. Well, check and see, yeah. <laughs> got a fever of 103. Now, typically, when there's a problem with your blood, especially in the year 1518, what would people do? Get it out. Exactly. Usually bleeding is the is the cure. Um, it's not the cure, but that's what, you know, right. usually would have been it's done. The treatment is what you meant to say. The treatment. <laughs> What's strange is that they didn't decide to treat this with bleeding. And this is all pretty well documented from multiple sources. So this is really what the city decided to do. The only cure was to keep them dancing until they just decided to stop. But they people were literally dying, so that wasn't going to happen. No, but they but they wanted to encourage them to keep dancing. Okay. So that this is the way they attempted to treat this dancing, this outbreak of dance. They started opening dance halls in public spaces, in like the grain market and, and other places that weren't typically used for dancing. They just opened them up and kind of herded people into them and said, "Here, you can you can dance here." Uh, they built a stage in the city square. <laughs> what? They they constructed a stage upon which one may dance. Should one choose? I, I guess if they were doing like the circle thing where one person gets in the middle and everybody's like, "Go, go, Jacques, go, Jacques." <laughs> what? Um, how do you get them there? I mean, will they take long enough dance breaks to like be herded onto a stage, or is it just like natural human compulsion? Like, oh, there's a stage. I love to dance. <laughs> I got to get up there. I think that they were just depending on that. Like, people could not resist. Gift. Yeah, the stage. They even paid the city paid this came out of the city budget which is my favorite part for a band to play some music because well, i was mean just irritating people that like at least get into a rhythm <laughs> or some sort of beat or time or something like this kid over here is doing the jitterbug and this lady over here is waltzing you're killing me what i like about you're that is that, that won't be invented for 500 years <laughs> people were inventing dances left and right so they started music nothing helped in fact i think when they started playing music and you know opening up dance halls more people started dancing was the problem yeah um and then after about a month people just stopped or they died but a lot of them just they just stopped how weird and nobody knew why they did it nobody could explain what happened they just had to dance and then they didn't the rhythm got them we knew it was gonna get them and then it got them and it got them yep so this was this was called uh, Dancing Mania or Choreomania, and it was actually named by Paracelsus, who we talked about recently. Sure, he yeah, was the one Harry. who called it the Dancing Plague, which is what it has now been known of, uh, as, and and it was also called Saint Vitus's Dance because of the association with Saint Vitus. The question we have now, you know, a lot of people is why did this happen? 
And there have been a lot of theories as to why did a bunch of people in France in 1518 decide to just dance themselves to death for a whole month. Some had the theory that it had to do with the accidental ingestion of uh, a bread mold. Mm-hmm. There's a specific mold on that can grow on bread and it can cause ergotism, which is um, you can get seizures, you can get strange movements, you can hallucinate uh, like a psychedelic kind of state. Um, and they thought, well, maybe maybe they all accidentally ate that, and so they all started dancing. But typically, it doesn't cause you to just dance. Like right. a seizure is pretty distinct from dancing. Okay. For the most part, um, there were theories that it was just a religious ecstasy, like that they all. It was around the time of the feast of Saint Vitus. Everybody was just really into him at the time, and so religious fervor struck them. They started dancing. Um, some thought that that this was the work of a dancing cult. Mm. And that they were like seducing everybody oh, with dance. Oh, okay, I got you. Like, like, like Footloose. Basically. Exactly, like Just Footloose. Basically, the plot of Footloose. <laughs> so some people thought this was the original Footloose. The first Footloose. Do you think Kevin Bacon was there? Yeah, he's he is always anywhere. There's mass dancing. Certainly, there is some way we can. Okay, real quick, link Kevin Bacon with Frau Truffaut. Okay. <laughs> real quick. Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> Usually I go somewhere in Morgan Freeman. So Frau, <laughs> Triffitt, maybe. I don't know. Is Paracelsus something? Is, is there something thing? there? Is it a thing? We've talked about both of them on this episode. Does that count? I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway. Um, but it was probably none of these things. It was probably a mass psychogenic illness. Uh, this used to be called mass hysteria. But as we talked about in our episode about hysteria, hysteria is a word that's kind of falling out of favor for that. Right. Because it's not a real thing. Um, but mass psychogenic illness, meaning that for some reason, this is the way somebody was stressed. They were in a time of like, you know, like I said, famine, things were really hard. It was a harsh environment. People were very, um, kind of at their wits in and they were starving and maybe a little confused and weakened anyway. And so they manifested it in this odd way, dancing. And then a lot of other people started doing it because sometimes it's because of like the cultural, milieu at the time like it is acceptable to get possessed or this is something that we accept happens sometimes Mm -hmm. so maybe this is the way you you kind of show your stress and anxiety by dancing she got chicken pox so now i want chicken pox that kind of deal sort of yeah kids wanting to be sick because other people are sick Okay. Yeah, yeah, like kind of okay. like that. It's cool. It's okay, and like this is the this is the culturally acceptable way to to display stress for whatever reason. When we get stressed, we're not allowed to just say, "Man, things really suck right now in France." Like bread's really expensive, and I have syphilis. Like you can't say that. You, you can go out in the street, dance, and dance. gotta dance, yeah. and then and then blame it on Saint Vitus. Mm-hmm. Um, and as people started looking into this, we figured out that this has happened before. What? So the most famous dancing plague is 1518, and it's because it was so many people and it's really well documented. But there have been dancing plagues. The earliest one we know about was in 1020 in Bernburg, Germany. And it all we really know is that it was around Christmas Eve. There was like a church service going on, you know, probably like a Christmas Eve mass, so very solemn and everybody's, you know, in contemplation and very serious. And a small group of peasants just started dancing. I love it. And completely disturbed the Christmas Eve service. Yeah, he they got it rocking, you mean? Yes. Okay. They, no, it was the best Christmas Eve mass ever. Um, 
but that's pro- that's really all we know about it. And it was probably only documented because it disrupted this church event. And so and so we know that the and I don't know what happened to the peasants. I shudder to think probably something bad would yeah. be my guess. Um, in twelve thirty seven, something similar and small also happened. There was a group of children who started dancing and kept dancing all the way from Erfurt to Arnstadt, Germany. How far is that? Okay, I had to Google map that because I had no idea what that meant. And basically that would be about a four hour and two minute walk. (laughs) (laughs) Or a four minute and two minute dance. If you're dancing at walking speed, which is typically the accepted uh, conversion rate. Is that, is that, do people dance at walking speed? I would have thought maybe they got there a little faster. It's, well, you know, sometimes you do, if you get like a little uh, Saturday Night Fever strut going, sometimes you can cover some more ground. But every once in a while, you're going to have to like put some cardboard out and do a B-boy spin on the ground <laughs> and you're not moving anywhere then. You're just getting a fresh spin going. <laughs> it's not documented how many, how many times they had to lay cardboard out and do a B-boy spin. Yeah. Or if there was cardboard for that if matter. They even have been in cardboard, yeah. I don't think so. Um, this actually, it, it's it's kind of similar to the Pied Piper myth here, because a bunch of kids just dance their way out of town. Oh, yeah. It's not documented if there was a guy with a flute or anything mm. leading them. Maybe got some guy with a flute just took credit for it, <laughs> like they always do. You know those guys with flutes? You know guys with flutes. You know how they are. Flautists. Yeah, right. In 1278, there was a slightly larger event. Uh, in near the River Meuse in Germany, a lot of these are in Germany. Yeah, Germans love to dance. Love to dance. I guess surprisingly. Yeah, they're, maybe yeah. they're not allowed to, and they have to blame it on a disease. But, <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think they're allowed to do whatever they want now. Well, now, yeah, but well, no, I mean now it's like societal. Just because no, they're because they're a stoic people. You're a stoic people. people. You're probably late for something like that kind of thing. Oh, okay. I gotcha. By the and way, so I have, have one European dance. accent, so I was z- gonna say I, I, I'm trying to egg you. The Lord, you know, it's gonna. <laughs> I'm trying to egg you into doing more, so you can expose how uh, bad it is. Okay, well that's nice. That's a good supportive safety net of a co-host. <laughs> Tell me about more about this dumb thing you're talking about. Whatever. Are <laughs> you so mad? So 200 people started dancing uh-huh. near this river and ended up on a bridge. And I guess bridges were not built to sustain the weight of 200 dancing Germans. Regular German, 200 (laughs) stationary Germans who would ever be dancing. They'll stand still, right? We don't need to build it for dancing. (laughs) It doesn't have to be dance load bearing. It's just stand load bearing. What is this accent? I made it more of a trace. Now it's more of a hint. He went. He was in Germany for many years, and then he's lived in America for many years. You've got some Schwarzenegger it's a, in there, some I think. Fake, it's there's a little okay. bit of... Okay, Sydney, give yep. me your German accent versus your Austrian accent. Oh, I can Please, please <laughs> tell me the subtle differences between those two accents as you would replicate them as a speaker. I... I don't try to do accents. I then can't. I don't either, Sydney. But it's the only thing I bring to the show, so I'm just trying it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, just keep doing my best. Keep. You'll have Jeez. some more chances. Keep working on accents. Zoo to lore. <laughs> so basically, the bridge collapsed. Yeah. From dancing, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming ended the dancing plague. No, nothing stopped it. <laughs> um, in 1374, that was probably other than the one in 1518, the next largest dancing plague. Uh, it started out in several different small towns all over Europe. Again, started out in a German town. Um, but then it popped up all over in these tiny little places, these isolated outbreaks of dancing, which is weird because they were all like 
not related. I mean, maybe somebody was traveling around spreading it, so to speak. But as far as we know, they were uh, they were all isolated events. And they started in 1374 and kind of continued for the next decade. But in Germany, in France, in Luxembourg, Italy, Holland, um, in, there was a monk that died in Schaffhausen. A bunch of women started a, a dancing frenzy in Zurich. Uh, it just continued for decades. People just in little teeny pockets all over Europe having these little dancing plagues they related to at the time there was a, a a great famine because there was a huge flood i guess the rhine had flooded and uh there was a lot of destruction a lot of people's homes there were i, I read one description of like dead horses floating in the streets and things mm-hmm. and so like it was a really gross time i guess to be alive and so a lot of people took to the streets and and danced um when we look at all of these different dancing plagues we kind of see some common elements. Again, they all danced. Uh, they tended to happen in times and places of stress, something that caused everybody a lot of, of hardship, and then they danced. Um, but you see different elements depending on where you are and what happened. Like some, they they say that people seemed um, to be completely in a trance, didn't know what they were doing, then weren't enjoying it. In other places, people like got naked and ran around the streets dancing naked. In some, they went and put on brightly colored clothes and put garlands in their hair and Love came it. out and danced. Love it. Which is a very, like, that's okay, intentional. That's a, that's a very more, intentional. You're really dialed into the experience to be like, if that's just a trans-like putting on some velour and getting ready to <laughs> shake it. In some cases, people were described as screaming while they danced. In others, they were singing. In some cases, they were just laughing hysterically. Uh, some some people had sex in the streets. Sometimes the people dancing would try to get other people to join in and would become violent <laughs> if they didn't. Holy crap. Um, and Sounds like the electric slide at middle school. <laughs> Wait, your friends became violent if you went an electric slide? Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know how, you know. Oh, it's so it's so easy. Uh, uh, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me the electric slide. <laughs> in some cases, there were people who, it appeared, had traveled long distances to join in these dances, which does make me wonder if the idea that there were just these guys going around like, let's get the next town going. Yeah. Let's get them dancing. Dancing Johnny Appleseeds. There were a couple where it was just Johnny one. Group. <laughs> where it was just one guy dancing. Okay, like that was the plague. Pla- no, which I don't think that's no, a dance. not an dancing like, plague. Just that one weird guy who's been out in the street dancing all week. I gotta nail this. No, you don't. Stop it. You're embarrassing <laughs> yourself. You just love to dance. And I mean, you look fantastic. You're amazing. But like, you don't have an illness. Sydney, what the heck, pardon my language, but what the heck was causing this? Well, Justin, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about dancing plagues. But before I do, why don't you head on down with me to the billing department? Let's go. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette the palette of a web design artist but you don't have to be a web design artist you could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the 
easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, And the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Okay, Sydney, please, I have to understand dancing plagues. So, again, as we're trying to understand what would cause this, we start to look towards some similar events throughout history. So a couple of things that that are also examples of these mass psychogenic illnesses, and specifically dancing plagues, there's something called tarantism. Have you ever heard of that, Justin? No. So it occurred in southern Italy. It started in about the 13th century and continued until the 16th century. But I would guess that it is spider-related. It is. It is spider-related. and the same root as like the tarantella and tarantula. Right. Well, no, the tarantella is not a spider. Mm-hmm. It's a spider-based dance. Spider-based dance. Yeah, you move like a spider. It's the same root. Okay. Well, it's kind of related. Yes. I'm saying it in that tone of voice I use sometimes when I don't know if I'm right. But I'm saying it with enough confidence that you're going to buy into it for fear of being wrong. That you don't. Okay. The tarantella is not named because you move like a spider. Okay. What's the name for? It's named because it was the dance that would cure you if you got bitten by a spider. So it's all, all kit and caboodle. So tarantism, there was this belief that somebody would get bitten by a spider. And I say that. And I'm saying it with quotes. You can't hear them, but there are quotes around it because there's little evidence that people actually got bitten by spiders. I mean, they, I mean, surely they did, but not all the people who who had tarantism. And the only way to cure it was to do this dance. And you also had to have the right music or you would die. So you did the dance. You have to have the music. It would cure the spider bite. And then you would dance. 
or and, and and like other people would want to join in with you and so there were these events of of tarantism where like people were all dancing but they would say like no 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 it's cool it's just that so and so got bitten by a spider and they've got to dance to this music and maybe since i once got bitten by a spider in the past if i don't also dance it'll come back up in my blood so i better join in just to be on the safe side got it you know just just to make sure but when you look at the other cures that were listed, in addition to doing the dance and listening to the music, and the music was vital, uh, there were some other things that you could do to help get rid of the poison from the spider. You could drink large amounts of wine. Okay. You could jump into the sea. Sure. You could, if there's two of you, you could tie each other up and whip each other with fines. Okay. You could pretend sword fight. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. You just want a day off work. You and your buddies just want to take a day off work. So you have made up this this crazy, crazy disease. There, there is a feeling that perhaps, unlike uh, the dancing plagues, where people were not were not enjoying the dancing, they danced themselves to death, that maybe Tarantism was in response to an oppressive time period where you weren't allowed to do some of these things mm-hmm. and maybe you maybe you were under stress you know financially or, or illness whatever and so this is how you kind of acted out it was a cure but it was also it was a cure it was a cure for the for the blues for the blues shake those blues away yeah um there was also more recently another example of a mass psychogenic illness there is in 1962 it was called the Tanganyika laughing epidemic Mm-hmm. And this happened at a mission school in what is now Tanzania. There was a weird epidemic where three girls in the school started laughing. And then everybody else started laughing too. Just the students. It was it was not the faculty. It was just restricted to the students. But they laughed so much and so long and couldn't stop that they had to shut the school down. Mm-hmm. It lasted for some up to 16 days. And it spread to many nearby villages and schools. All in all, 14 schools were affected, had to be shut down for some period of time. And uh, over a thousand people got this. I know you don't mean to. Right now, you sound like a Nickelodeon ad. Like, breaking news, <laughs> kids across the country have been have had to shut down school because they're laughing so hard. <laughs> I love you, Red and Stippy. <laughs> I, I, it really takes me back. I feel, like, I feel like you're about to tell me when Snick. Uh, starts. Oh man, I wish I was. No, unfortunately, this was this was a real thing where they had to. I mean, it really disrupted like village life and school because the girls could not. And I say girls; there were male students as well, but it was mainly female students could not stop laughing. It lasted over a period of six months, all in all. Um, and if you look at the other symptoms, I think this is interesting. In addition to the hysterical laughing, there was pain, fainting, flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> respiratory problems, rashes, attacks of crying, and random screaming. Okay, so just being a teenager, basically. You're just being a young person in the world. Exactly. Yeah, I know. That was kind of... that. They just <laughs> described middle school, yeah, I think. just all middle school uh, are those basic, those basic symptoms. Uh, you could also, uh, in the same line, you could consider some of what happened during the Salem Witch Trials, a time of mass psychogenic illness. What is a mass psychogenic illness? Like I said, it's basically when a lot of okay, so it usually starts with one person, and the the idea is that there is some, like I said, some time of stress or strife 
Um, so like in the Salem witch trials, it was a time when a, a lot of the people who were involved, for instance, had had family members who'd had negative interactions with the Native American population who, okay. you know, they'd either been killed or had been involved in fights and people had been killed as a result or been captured. Um, so it was a stressful time uh, for those people. So something to that effect. And the way that you experience that stress is consistent with the cultural beliefs of the time. So if you think about a puritanical society, if somebody is acting improper, a, a good way to explain that would be possession, right? Or that they that the devil had en, entranced them, mm-hmm. as in like the Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. And so that that is the way that that expresses in that culture. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's basically... It's basically explains our, our national obsession for Jersey Shore for like three months there whenever he was really into Jersey Shore. Same basic principle. Exactly. Exactly. That was a mass psychogenic illness. It, it, they usually have symptoms like that, like fainting and nausea, which I definitely had a lot of <laughs> nausea in response to the <laughs> Jersey Shore epidemic of what year was that? 2000? 2000, 2002. Some. Something like that. Um there is now recently there there have still been outbreaks of of things like this recently a lot of them have to do with like i said like fainting or stomach pain like a whole school everybody gets stomach pain and passes out or something mm-hmm. um which isn't as exciting to talk about as dancing there is a, an epidemic that occasionally strikes southeast parts of southeast asia where people believe that their genitals are retracting into their bodies okay um if your genitals go all the way in you will die is the belief so you have to stop it by any means necessary which could mean putting like a peg through your penis in order to prevent it from going all the way back into your body yes okay uh which has been known to happen um and and again it happens the same kind of way like one person has this fear and then a whole like community will have this belief that this is happening to them men and women um Women think that their penises are going back in their no, body? No, that they're, that they're vaginas. Okay, got it. Wait, are, aren't they already... In... Well, we'll spare you the lesson on female anatomy, and we'll talk about this. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, similarly... I will spare you the accent I was about to do, so it all work, comes out in the wash. Thank you. The, the Southeast Asia accent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely going to offend someone. It was either going to be Russian or... I don't know, Polynesian. So it's one of those accents, kind of a blend. Okay. Kind of a blend. Okay, good. And we won't have you teaching geography to anybody either. Sounds good. Uh, Similarly, in West Africa, there are epidemic beliefs that someone is trying to steal your penis. Mr. Steal your penis. And there have even been uh, cases of of penis thieves who were murdered in different parts of Africa because there was a belief that... you got to. and again, as far as explanation the new for this, Tarantino movie is about a group of penis thieves. They turn on each other. It's called Reservoir Dogs Two. They're back <laughs> and they're stealing penises. And again, it's it's one of those weird things. This is our best guess. We don't we have a lot of records of what happened in fifteen eighteen and these various other dancing plagues, but we don't know exactly why. But we do know that um, that this is something you know that we see even today where people kind of react to a uh, stressor in a strange way and like i said it usually has to do with what the culturally accepted way of acting out is at the time and if if you know at the time it was uh not acceptable to dance in the street that's what you did so 
I get. I mean, except for the whole you know dancing till you die thing, it sounds like a pretty benign. Yeah, doesn't seem that bad, except for if you get killed for being a penis thief. Uh, but bef- until that yeah. happens, you're fine. It, this was almost uh, like we were going into like Buffy the Vampire Slayer the musical episode. There, <laughs> I was getting really close to entering into the dancing demon thing, but. Thank you for for sparing us. I I did my best. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our program. We hope you had a good time. Thanks to the Maximum Fun Network for having us on their uh, their their family of programming. A lot of great shows to listen to. Uh, the Flop House is uh, one I want to recommend this week. I was listening to that with my my brothers uh, the, this past weekend. A very funny bad movie review podcast. That you will very much enjoy. But there's a ton of other shows in there like Jordan Jesse Good, Judge John Hodgman, Bullseye, One Bad Mother, uh, Memory Palace, Risk. My Brother, um, My Brother, and Me. Thank you, dear, so much. And we have a, another My Brother, My Brother, and Me type product called The Adventure Zone where we play D&D with our dad. So a uh, new episode of that comes out uh, on Thursday. So get there. Um, thanks to the taxpayers for letting us use their song Medicines as our intro and outro. And uh, thanks to you at home for listening we sure appreciate it and thanks for all of your emails and tweets and, yeah, and we're subject Sol- suggestions we're at sawbones on twitter and subbones subbones no <laughs> sawbones at maximumfund.org is our email address and uh, that's going to do it for us until next tuesday i'm justin mcroy i'm sydney mcroy and as always don't drill a hole in your head MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.